This is Eric Zolke at the Population Reference Bureau. The International Conference on Family Planning in Dakar, Senegal, in November 2011, brought together over 2,000 researchers, advocates, and program managers dedicated to improving the lives of women and families through reproductive health, with the ultimate goal of universal access to family planning. Sarah Bosley, health editor at The Guardian newspaper, was there, catching up on the latest research and meeting local women and families around Dakar who now have access to family planning and discovering how this has changed their lives. She joins me on the phone from London. So welcome, Sarah Bosley. Hello. Pleased to talk to you. So what were your overall impressions of the conference? Was there any new research or data that surprised you? I thought it was an extremely interesting conference, um, but really from the point of view of talking to experts in the field, for me it wasn't so much about listening to the data as finding out what has been going on in family planning and reproductive health over the last um, few years. And I, I think it's an underwritten about subject, under-discussed probably. So I was taking a general overview and I wasn't actually really looking at, uh, as I say, new research. And in The Guardian, you wrote about your travels around the Dakar area, meeting uh, families and local women, many of whom have large families and don't have access to family planning services. Can you uh, talk about your trips? Uh, there were two very fascinating trips, in fact. The first um, one was with uh, the development minister here they're from the UK, Stephen O'Brien. So I went to see what he was um, the people he was visiting. And um, the second one was... Um, a, a larger group of people from the conference who, who went to, um, to, to talk to the mayor, actually, of one of the um, areas uh, on the outskirts of, of Dakar, and also to, to go to a clinic and uh, talk to both um, women there and also the staff. So both of those were really interesting. The most interesting thing for me is always to go and talk to real people as opposed to experts. And uh, I did hear from them that it, it is pretty difficult to get the sort of family planning that we have such easy access to in the West. Um, as you say, they had very large families, and certainly I spoke to one woman who's had 10 children and finally had an operation so she won't have any more, and she's just deeply relieved by that. But it, I think it just wasn't possible in um, earlier times. Uh, of course, there's always the problem that women have because they're husbands don't necessarily want them to to stop um, having children. Um, there's also some suspicion that women are going to be unfaithful. So there are those sort of issues that are going on, as well as the sheer lack of physical access. But, I mean, I, it was, was quite shocking that it's only in the last couple of years that, that there have been the facilities where, where women can go and, um, and actual stocks of contraceptives for them to, to get hold of. Um, that obviously does need a lot of work. So it's not just a matter of providing access to services. I mean, it's more complex than that. Um, is education also involved, do you think? Yes, there are obviously lots of cultural factors always, and the subordinate p position of women um, is, is a major underlying factor in the uh, lack of use of contraception. Um, all over Africa, everywhere I've been, not just in the, um, the, the Francophone area we were in uh, for this conference, uh, where the rates are particularly low of access to contraception. I, th I think it's 10% really um, have access to modern contraceptive methods. So, um, yes, uh, education is very necessary. Um, so you have to be looking at a new generation of women, um, and you really have to reach them, I, I would have thought, through school. Um, 
but also we did go to see um, uh, a mosque and the the leaders there um, were fascinating They're in this particular place they had taken on board the issues of poverty in their area and women's lack of contraception and the, the large families they have as a result. Uh, and they were doing their best, actually, to to tell people that it was okay, that they could use contraception, and even to encourage men, because it's the men, really, that you, who are the biggest obstacle, I'm afraid, in many cases. Your, your reporting touched on the sensitivity over this issue among donors and even in the West still. Um, do you see a shift towards more support for family planning among donors, or is do you think the sensitivity over this issue is still holding back the support this issue needs? I, d- I don't get any sense of change, unfortunately, but then I, I haven't um, necessarily followed this particular issue as closely as all that over the years. Um, but I am quite um, struck by how little interest there is. I, th- I think there's an assumption, certainly in somewhere like the UK, um, that all a woman has to do is, is go to a clinic uh, or persuade her man to use condoms. And that just is not the point at all. You know, there's, it's so much more difficult than that. But, um, and that's in the UK where nobody makes very much fuss about um, issues such as abortion. You know, and um, family planning isn't particularly controversial. But of course, I know that in the US, these things are far more sensitive again. Um, I don't really get a feeling that things are shifting at all. Um, and I'm not sure how soon that will happen. Why do you think there's so much focus on you know HIV AIDS and other public health focus sectors and um, programs? Why is it that family planning is been largely left out of the agenda and discussion? Well, this was really the central point I, I was trying to look at in the, in the major piece I wrote when I came back, and I suspect it is due, if you like, to our own cultural prejudices and sensitivities, and because um, certainly. I I get the impression in the U.S., obviously I'm no expert on the U.S. at all, but I do get the feeling that, um, you know, because it's about sex, people do not want to talk about it that much. Um, It's about sex, it's to do with abortion, um, it's to do with young girls perhaps, you know, having relationships with men um, outside of marriage, and all those things become quite difficult um, in in the Western world to to this. It's still... There is so much sensitivity around all of those things that um, people would rather ignore it, I think. I think things are as simple as that. Sometimes there's, when these issues come to the fore, there's often a big battle. But for the most part, I think people try to push it into the background and ignore it. Um, and then they don't have to have the argument. And that's the easy way out. Actually, I actually have one more question. Is um, What do you see as some of the other major health, public health challenges uh, facing the world over the next few years? I think the drop in funding for all sorts of um, global health initiatives is, is really alarming. Um, I know that the Institute of Health Metrics report the other day said that it hasn't actually dropped as such. It's sort of leveled off for the moment. But I can't see there's going to be anything other than a drop um, in certainly next year and, and the time to come um, because of the recession, obviously. And that's going to impact on all sorts of things, I fear. Um, I do worry about um, HIV, uh, about drug treatment, and especially uh, uh, if we're going to try to push, uh, uh, offer these drugs um, as um, prevention as well as treatment. Uh, there's that. Um, there's concern about malaria. There's going to be, we're going to need a lot more investment in that as well. Uh, attempts to obviously um, 
to improve matters for for mothers, for you know, to to stop women dying in childbirth. All those things are going to be much more difficult if there isn't a good flow of money going. The only area that's got a lot of money is vaccinations. Obviously, that's a good thing, but I I do feel that in the in contexts where you have poverty and very poor sanitation, those immunising children is good, but it's not the end of the game. Children are still going to die of other things unless we can um, help them in a more broad-based way. Sarah Bose, thank you again for taking the time to talk today. You're very welcome. And you can find more information about the International Conference on Family Planning, including PRB's work there, at www.prb.org, along with links to Sarah Bosley's reporting in The Guardian.